Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Positivity. Hi there, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On today's episode, I have with me Alana Martella. She is a board of director member for the Make Wish Foundation, a traffic morning news anchor, a keynote speaker yoga teacher and an inspiration leader so sit back relax and enjoy this episode hey there alana you all right can you hear me yeah i can how are you oh awesome yeah well good time you okay can you hear me yeah i can hear you fine yeah perfect yeah i just want to say um i really really appreciate you um, coming on the podcast, I'm very grateful for your time, and it really means a lot. And, no, thank um, you so much. I'm like honored you asked me to be on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Re- no, you're welcome. But I mean, yeah, really thankful. You know, you connecting with me and responding to messages. You know, to get this done, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I I see what you're doing out there. Like you're putting in the work. So absolutely, I'll give you time to. You know, I want to help support you any way you can because you're clearly like have a goal in mind and you're working to make it happen so yeah anybody who does that count me in yeah no thank you really really grateful but i just thought like um do you mind like kind of you know talking about like your story um kind of like what you know in your life and kind of where you are now and you know what happened yeah so right now i am so i live in the United States in the Midwest in Cincinnati, Ohio. So it's for anybody out in the UK or anywhere other than the US who isn't familiar with um, the states and the cities. It's it's a larger city, not Chicago size or New York or LA size by any means, but um, it's pretty big. And I'm a news person here in the mornings. So I wake up at 2am and head to work and, you know, do the morning news. And um but I, I had always grown up wanting to be a journalist. So mm-hmm. I 
followed my dreams, made my dream happen. But along the way, um, obviously there have been some road bumps. So, um, my senior year, well, first of all, I, w- I became obsessed with running in high school and th- mm. running and body image. And um, I would always, every time I would run, I would have to do better than the day before. Like I would have to go longer. I would have to have a shorter time. And it became this weird obsession. Like I would write it down in my notebook, like, and then every morning I would weigh myself. Like if I were 0.2 above what I thought I would be, uh, or like what I wanted to be, Um, I would get upset and I was very restrictive and, um, I guess it was, it's stemming from, it stemmed from growing up. I was kind of a larger, like I was chunky in grade school and then I had growth spurt, which I lost a bunch of weight and, you know, started to get the, the female curves and whatnot. And people started to notice me and, um, I wanted to keep that going. So I like, I would run like crazy to keep it going, but would also get very restrictive with my diet and um, a lot of body dysmorphia involved. Like I saw myself as bigger than what I truly was. Like my hair was thinning out. Um, Like I would, I grew like a lot of extra hair on my arms. It was just a very like hard time, like dark time in my life. And um, I knew that changes had to be made, but I didn't know how to make those changes. And And I don't know if, like, I knew they had to happen, but I guess deep down, I didn't want them to happen. Hmm. Um, Just because I was afraid that people would quit saying, like, in my head, I looked good, but but people thought I looked bad, but I'd become so withdrawn that I was not talking with others. So I didn't know that others felt this way. Like, my mom, of course, was obviously very worried for me um, and family members, but um, I just thought they were not used to how I look now compared to what I used to had looked like. And um, so one of the days, it was a normal day on September 8th. And I woke up and I was so obsessed with running that I would wake up at 4am and run before school. So I'd wake up, I woke up at 4am did my crazy girl run. And then I uh, went to school like, like a normal teenager and senior in high school, I was a senior in high school when this happened. And um and I went to visit my grandma after school at her nursing home. And once I got to the nursing home, I felt this, the, the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Like it felt like my insides were on fire. Um, like I, I was so sweaty. Like it, hmm. I couldn't even sit up straight. I became super lethargic and had to be in the, the fetal position. And even like the nurses at my grandma's nursing home, they gave me like stomach medicines, which probably, probably isn't legal to do really since I wasn't like a patient <laughs> there, but they gave me like stomach meds to Jesus. help my stomach. Cause it hurts so bad. And, um, and yeah, that didn't help. So my dad was like, all right, well maybe, maybe we're hungry. So, so I went, we went to Panera bread, which in the U S I don't know if you have Panera's over there, um, in the UK, uh, but yeah. it's no. Nah. No, it's, it's like a deli, like a deli place. It's a chain restaurant here. And, um, so we went there and I was like, you know what, maybe I have to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom and, um, all, and I guess I was taking a long time. So my dad actually went into the women's restroom and found me passed out on the floor and, um, he called an ambulance and an ambulance came and they said, you know, you can either take her to the ER yourself, or you can, 
um, have her come in the ambulance and it'll be a hefty bill. So my dad drove me to the ER and once I got there, um, yeah, it is like, once I got there, I, I told you a brief background, but I didn't tell you this part. Um, so basically they said, they said, quote, there's no room in the inn and without taking any testing, anything, they sent me home. So they thought I was just a dramatic teenager, um, and sent me home and yeah. Yeah. So another eight or so hours went by that I was in this pain. And I remember looking out of my bedroom window at the moon, just thinking, man, I just want to die right now. Like, please let me die. Cause it, it was, it's mm. such a pain that I wouldn't even want to put on you like some of the world's worst leaders. Um, yeah. <laughs> like even like some of the tyrants that have been out there, like people yeah. of the past people, you know, I, I wouldn't even want them to experience it because it mm. is like absolute hell what I went through. And, um, I guess I passed out again and my dad found me and, um, my pulse was 167. So he, uh, called another ambulance and they rushed me to the emergency room and uh, my parents are divorced. So my mom, I guess my dad had called my mom and told her the situation and she had, she was there when I got there. So I was like, Oh mom, this is weird. And, mm. um, and I asked her if she would take me to the bathroom. And so she took me into the bathroom and she said, I don't really, re- I don't really remember this part. Like I just, I remember going into the bathroom with her, but she said all of a sudden I started thrashing about and then um, just went limp and a nurse right at that moment came in because I was, she had to basically carry me into the bathroom. So we couldn't even lock the door, but a nurse just walked in like, here's your urine sample cup. And my mom was holding me and I was just limp in her arms. And my mom was like, I think she's dead. And the nurse just looked at us and called a double code. And um, so all of these doctors and medical uh, personnel rushed here, put me on a stretcher, took me back and revived me. But it, it turned out that um, my, so I actually, I actually died. Um, and it turned out that my Jesus. intestines were twisting around each other the whole time. So it had cut circulation off so bad that it created sepsis in my abdomen and yeah so I had to have emergency surgery and when the doctors went in um, my intestines were so badly damaged that they crumbled in their hands and um, it was kind of iffy if like the remaining intestines would even survive Mm -hmm. so they left my stomach open for the next 24 hours to see if it would heal so they could Mm -hmm. just take a peek in and see if they were um, healing in order to close me back up. But, mm-hmm. um, it, thankfully they, they were starting to get signs of healing and, um, they were able to close me up, but they also gave me an ostomy bag. I don't, do you know what an ostomy bag is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know what it is, it is, um, when the tip of your intestine sticks out of your stomach and into a bag instead of um, like, and, and that's how you relieve yourself instead of going the traditional way out of yeah. your, your uh, behind, shall I say. Mm-hmm. And that thing was horrible. Um, I actually asked the doctors like, like ha- half jokingly, but again, like half serious, honestly, because I was like, can you just put me into a coma until I get this ostomy bag off? Cause it, it was just so gross seeing like the tip of your intestines sticking out of your stomach. 
and yes. that bag would break as like you're walking around and everything would spill all over me and um very it was so humbling to have my senior year of high school that's for sure but um once they once all along with this I also um couldn't eat or drink anything for about four months or so because my intestines were so damaged so they had to put a medical port into my chest so I got all of my nutrition via IV and that uh made me go into liver failure Jesus. But there, it's very interesting because um, there are these pills. I forget what it was, what it was called, the exact name of the medication. But there are these this medication they put me on, um, and it helped rejuvenate my liver. And it was made wow. out of polar bear bile. Jesus, Christ. isn't that interesting? Like polar polar bear bile helps to revive the human liver. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and it's very kind of it's kind of fascinating what all you learn when you're going through some sort of medical ordeal. Um, you learn the terminology, you learn all these mm. interesting facts about the body. Um, but yeah, so they told me that I would never uh, be able to have my, like my stomach normal again. They said I would have an ostomy bag for the rest of my life. And my mom and I, we were not having that. We were, I was like, no way, Jose, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this thing off of me. So she, this might sound kind of nuts, but she were very spiritual people. And um, she would get this pendulum every night and she would hang dangle this pendulum over my stomach in my hospital room. And she would just meditate and like swing this pendulum over my stomach. And I would just visualize that all of the cilia, which is the part that needed to grow back inside my intestines are like little follicles inside your intestines that help with absorption. Um, I would just visualize them all growing back and my intestines turning pink instead of the red and, and that they were and everything healing. And I would visualize myself in a bikini without the bag and, um, you know, being active and not having to worry about emptying the bag and being able to go to the bathroom like a normal person. And we would just visualize this as if it would like, as if it already happened. And, um, and eventually, so I was, I was scheduled to have a colonoscopy just to kind of see how healing and everything was looking. And when they went in, they were like, we noticed that your cilia grew back. So we are able to take this ostomy bag down. So, um, I am, so ever since then, I'm a big proponent of believing in the law of attraction and visual visualization. Like you can manifest anything that you really truly believe and put your mind to, um, mm. And this experience showed me that. But I think um, most of all, though, through the entire ordeal, it kind of put me into a perspective. Um, I recognized, like, ironically, it took me dying to learn how to live because mm -hmm. I was living in that box of a life um, I, with all of the running and the food. And I would skip family vacations because I wouldn't be able to run on them. And um one thing that really happens when you die is your life does flash before your eyes and you think of the could haves and the should haves and the things that you wish you would have done and that, that you haven't had a chance to do. Like I thought of how I never would, I've never gone skydiving. I thought of how I would never get married and all of these different things just flow through your mind. And um, at that moment when 
all of those could haves and should haves were going through my mind. I made a vow to myself that I would never live in such a small minded life of uh, repetition and mediocrity that I put myself through and that I would learn to experience every moment and live life to the mm-hmm. fullest. So, yeah. It's really, really like, you know, you know, one of the most inspiring kind of motivating stories, you know, I've heard. And, yeah. um, you know, you've, you've done amazing to get through that. And, you know, it must, going through something like that, you know, change your perspective on life and um, give you all that, you know, resilience and uh, determination and drive to, you know, to do well in life and um, to, to yeah, help and, others, you know? And so, like, a lot of that um, has contributed to moving forward with my life. Like, I had always grown up wanting to be a journalist, and I – made it my dream come true. Like the way I look at it is, is this is my little girl dream. So I went to college for broadcast journalism. Um, I did the news at my college. I interned at my local news station. I'm actually from Cincinnati and I live in Cincinnati now, which is one of the items that's on my bucket list to do the news in my hometown. So yeah. check, check that one off there. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started, I did did small town news in Rochester, Minnesota for two years. And then I was in Indianapolis and now I'm back in my hometown. And, um, you know, in, in college, I, I got an internship at CNN and I, I just would strive to make all of my dreams happen. But I think a lot of what people need to recognize is that sometimes our dreams change. And I'm, yeah. I've been kind of going in like, I love the news. I love doing the news. And, um, but I've kind of been on the side doing the public speaking thing. Um, I've been writing a book on the side. I've been, I'm about to launch a YouTube channel. And I think it's okay to say that um, if anytime that you feel like you have another calling that's, that's um, brought forth in your life, it's okay to chase those. It's not weird to start a new dream while you're still achieving your, your old one. So, um, I think that's, that's something that, um, that the whole experience taught me because if I want to do something, I'm going to make it happen because I know Mm. that, um, you know, I could die tomorrow. And if I were to be on my deathbed and, you know, not have gotten the message out that I want to share with others to others, if I wouldn't have, would not have get that message Mm. out, I would be so Mm. disappointed in myself. So, um, just if you want to do something, do it, make it happen mm-hmm. and stop at nothing until it does. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I mean, like with what you said, with, you know, what happened, you know, it's, it's there's more than um, one thing to do. Like, yeah. you know, chasing your dream. There are other areas of your life that, you know, you can chase and move towards. Absolutely. I think that as people, we're like, um, we like to, we're not, we're not designed to stay in a box and not do anything. We're designed to evolve and to grow and do new things and to overcome that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think, I mean, I have you have you ever are you familiar with the book Mindset by Carol Dweck? 
I've never heard of that book. I've heard of. Oh my gosh, you should read it. Who's it? Who's it by? It's by uh, Carol Dweck, and um, oh, yes. I read it, and it's and it talks about the different mindsets, and there are fixed mindsets, and there are growth mindsets, and um, she talks about how some people are just naturally born with a born with talents, born with intelligence, but it's the people with the growth mindset that put in the extra work that are striving to continuously improve that um, are willing to start from the bottom again after reaching the top and something else to continuously grow and learn more to expand their um, their mm. you know what they can do in the world and mm. I and that book is very good for anybody who um, wants any inspiration and learning like you hear about businesses like some like different businesses of of the CEOs that have growth mindset versus fixed mindset and um it's a really good book and i and it changed my life actually aside from my death experience but um because every now and then you know despite having been through trauma like and and this can apply to anyone a trauma that has changed you every every now and then you revert you forget and um, so I like to read these types of books often to kind of remind me how far I've come and how much further I can go. Yeah. No, that's it. And it's like, it's reflecting, isn't it? And seeing how far you've come yeah. from where you once were. And I think that's why, like, you know, self-reflection is important. And, um, you know, being able to use that as, like, momentum you know to drive you forward it's like if you're going through a tough time or you're you know you're in the gym and you're working out and it's hard right you know you reflect back don't you you know it's a good way of channeling your energy to you know motivate yourself mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so i i think that um just continuous growth and continuous improvement there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a top of the mountain. Like once you reach the top, you can keep going. Um, and I'm not mm. saying that I'm at the top by any means. <laughs> like I'm like, <laughs> like if there's a mountain, I'm like, like in the middle, like near the bo- like bottom middle, I guess. But like just when, when you make your little goals for yourself, like once you achieve them, um, I think a lot of people just stay there. They said, oh, okay, I've reached this goal. I'm not checked it off I'm done I made it but I think um and and that's what a lot of society does I think and I I think Mm -hmm. people need to recognize that you can continuously create new goals to achieve for yourself and celebrate those Mm -hmm. small victories every time that you that you improve to the next level yeah no exactly and it gives you that kind of sense of fulfillment isn't it it does Um, pride when you you know you kind of reach a level and you tick it off and you see the, the growth that you've accumulated over that time and I think like in school and education it's not really something that a lot of the things we you know we talk about they're not preached in school they're not taught to people I mean especially you know in, in, in the UK mm-hmm. um, you know the education system you know and it's probably the similar in uh, the states um, but like it's it's a big system that you go through and it's like you know you go to college you go to school get a job go to university um retire 
and that that's kind of you know like fixated in people's minds and yeah. they're trying to conform you know alongside that with what their friends are doing and what their parents tell them to do yeah. um and with social media i think as well um there's a lot of pressure on you know especially younger people this generation to figure out what it is i mean they want to do and yeah. like what you said there's no completion like you know you might get so far up in a job or in a career and you know reach that point where you think oh this is it but then it's not just it there are other avenues that you can go into absolutely and and i think like as you mentioned like it's not taught in school it's it's not taught in over here either um i don't think anything other than obviously the skills that i learned in broadcast i don't think any of the the courses that i took it in college correlate to life at all um i mm. think it and and it makes me wonder you know how colleges and and universities are teaching these days because i think times have changed a lot since um i've gone to college so i think there needs to be more courses you know on like building your mind and and expansion in mm. life versus just you know the, the standard calculus type classes that you're really not going to apply to life unless you are like some sort of physicist um Mm. (laughs) unless you have a job like that you're not going to need the other stuff yeah exactly i mean there is a lot that needs to be taught and you know if the things that you learn i think as an adult you know growing up you you think to yourself christ if i learned this at school you know be completely different um because I, I read a book, I don't know if you've read it, called uh, Thinking Grow Rich. Oh, no, but, that's actually the next book I'm going to read. Wow. It's um really, really good book. It's by Napoleon Hill. Um, yeah. I, I read it a few years ago. I need to read it again, actually. Um, and that was printed in the 1930s. And in the book, it says that this book should be given to kids in education it says that in the book that it should be given as like a a, like a life manual to people in education Mm -hmm. to kind of prepare them for life um but no it's a great book really really good book and um there's a few others like the science of um is it getting rich right yeah there's there's a lot Mm. yeah so i i actually that uh Chris, my my boyfriend, he actually just gave me that book to read next. He's like, you know, this is a book I read. I think you would really like it. And so it's the next one on my list. It's so funny that you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good book. And um, there are so many good books out there. Um, and I think, you know, reading is important. Like my my girlfriend's pushing me to, you know, to read more and yeah. um, things. And like, I've got I've got loads of books. Mm-hmm. Um I can get distracted sometimes. I was no playing a game or watching TV. And then I'm like, you know, I should really be reading right now. Yeah. I think, I think everybody has that issue though, especially kind of what we're dealing with now um, with the coronavirus (laughs) that's going around. Um, How are you doing with this, by the way? Um, Me and my situation, it's, I mean, where I live at the minute is in, like I told you that place, it's a little, coastal part of the uk called cornwall yeah 
so down here it's very quiet anyway um so it's even more quieter now um a few of the local shops have closed down the road like the deli they're just yeah. doing a home deliveries or collection now mm-hmm. um we're not allowed to i think you're allowed to one form of exercise a day oh wow um, you're meant to social distance and you know stand away from people we can't go to our friends or family like relative or relatives and other houses yeah the, the police uh, can find you. yeah that's that's kind of how it is over here as well um but i think you know even though this is such a awful and sad situation for anybody that you know contracts this disease and all of those people um and everything's shut down it's obviously going to do a number on the economy um i think for those of us that are confined in our homes and are able to still learn and grow we can use this time to maybe um to do that thing that we've always wanted to do that we haven't had the time to do do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can use it to maybe like if you want to, this is a great time if anybody wants to start a podcast to start their podcast or yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it, or anything yeah. like that. I think we can use this. Um, we can feed our minds with books, start a new hobby, mm. do our at home workouts since we can't do go to the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think this is a time that we can all learn to grow and in the end, we will end up stronger. But um, the the key is just to focus on the positive, I think, with all of it, even though there is a lot of negative aspects of it, just focus on the positives and how you can improve yourself. Because life is so fast moving, it's very rare that we actually have this amount of downtime that we are getting right now. Um, So if you want to flip it, around you can say wow this is the downtime i've always wished that i could have even though it's an awful situation yeah no i I completely agree and i was talking to someone else um about it earlier and um we were saying that you know like now is the time you that you you know gives you more time to do the things like you said the things that you might want to do like podcast setting setting up your business reading working out yeah. you know and um channeling you know your energy into areas of put up productivity and um you know trying not to look at the news too much and being very careful how much news you look at and <laughs> yeah the what i mean you you work in oh my network. gosh yeah it's crazy the stuff that we, that i have to see every day so yeah and and like the like on social media i mean a lot of the information out there isn't factual a lot of the me you know the media out there and the news is false and you know you've got to be careful what you listen to mm-hmm. um because in this in this country we had a young girl who uh sadly passed away and she was 21 oh my gosh and apparently i don't know if this is true or not but apparently she didn't have any uh health issue health um conditions underlying yeah. health conditions apparently. but then again it said no known so you have to be careful what you look at and you know because there are there are people who are much older you know who are recovering from it my right. my cousin my cousin actually has it oh my gosh 
Is he <laughs> is he or she okay? He's he's okay. I think yeah, he got it working in London and uh I messaged him on Facebook to see if he was uh still alive. And um oh. and well he yeah. and he said that um he can't he can't taste anything. No, he can't smell anything. So yeah, my mom actually texted me yesterday. Um and they they live like thirty minutes away from us here, but uh my stepdad he was in Florida because that's where my grandma lives. And we think he has it now because he's coughing. He has a fever. Um, he's, he can hardly breathe. And so now we're kind of debating what to do. Like, does he need to go into the hospital and be seen? Cause we're, we're short on tests over here with it. Um, yeah. which is, and, and actually, you know, with my, with my situation with my intestine, Mm, um, mm. I I didn't really like say anything on social media about this, but about a week ago, I um, had a little mini bowel issue because um, I still mm. get little issues every now and then. Um, like yeah. it's not a, it's not like a one and done Doesn't thing, hurt. like that I that I'm yeah. done. Like um, it's going to be something I deal with forever. And I ended up in the emergency room, and uh, Chris took me, and he wasn't even mm. allowed to stay. He had to drop me off, so it was a, a Sunday night and I was in there by myself for about six hours wearing a face mask and there were uh, people with it there and yeah. just hearing like the pain that they were going through and the agony and how they couldn't breathe. It, it was very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so. it does, it does make you very appreciative. Like, you know, when you think of it, like, I'm very grateful for you know my situation situation in my level of health and my yeah. family and you know because I'm okay my family are okay you know I'm very I wake up each day and I'm I'm, I'm so grateful you know and um, I take you know I, my heart goes out there to people who've got it and to the people working on the front line trying to combat yeah. it you know absolutely uh, my, my, my cousin uh, one of my cousins he's he's in, he works in the hospital and he's been helping people you know for the, in the in the NHS. Yeah. Um, so he's been doing like twelve-hour shifts and stuff like that to, wow. you know, help well, people and everything. Thank you for him. That's that's yeah. hard work that he's putting in with all of this. It's not easy to see <laughs> yeah. that stuff. No, I mean, well, the, the prime minister's got it. I, um, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so does so does Prince um, Charles, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not laughing. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just <laughs> like uh, I I just. I found it funny because he was saying, you know, trying to say, you know, wash your hands, keep away from people. And I'm like, you've ended up getting it. You've been trying to tell people not to do all these things and you've ended up catching it. It's just mad. And nobody is safe from it. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Tom Hanks got it, didn't he, as well? Mm -hmm. He did. But the, the crazy thing is about, you know, in the UK with it at the minute is that the UK were, I don't know, I think there was a bit delayed with it. We should have closed open ten days ago, um, yeah. and the thing is, with the mayor, the mayor of London has closed lots of uh, train uh, networks and how many trains are being used. Mm-hmm. He shut down so many that that a lot of the people have no choice in London but to use the underground. Right, and wow. all these people packed. They're being packed onto these tubes on the train. You know, even though they're telling you to stay away from people and all the rest of it, these these tubes are packed full of people. Yeah, 
like travel links to get to where they need to go. Um, but you know, like with what's going on, I think you know it will blow over. It, yeah. We will get through this. Um, and I think you know, like you said, we need to use this time wisely because you know when when are we going to get that downtime again? Exactly, and like. I think for those that are blessed enough to, even though it stinks to be cooped up in your home, like you need to put that perspective on, like it could be a lot worse. You could be having this uh, virus and be in the hospital right now. So um, it's the time to, you know, get in gear, get get what you want done to make it happen. Um, Mm. Use it as your leverage and light that fire to determine, uh, light that fire and uh, achieve your goals that you want to achieve. And even, Mm. and like people who might be, so also on, um, I'm also a registered yoga teacher. Um, Yes. So, um, I have found that something to really help keep the body and mind in line is to, um, you know, obviously do your, do your yoga practice at home. Mm. Like I feel, I think a lot of the studios, um, that uh, since all of them are closed, they're doing live streams over Instagram. So you can still get your practice in, but something that really is valuable is meditation and mm-hmm. um, just taking that time out and centering yourself and grounding yourself um, every morning. Or if you're, if you, if you want to do it more than once a day, you can do it in the morning, afternoon and evening, because it really does help to ease that anxiety and that uncertainty that we are feeling. And, mm. um, just cause a lot of things, one of the things, only things really that we can control is our breath and meditation and breath control really helps with, you know, easing your mind and lowers your, um, heart rate and just gets you kind of, yeah, gets you in that Zen mode. And, um, I, I think that's key. And for those who maybe aren't familiar with meditation and have never practiced it before, there's no better time than now to do it. And of course it feels silly when you first start, like if you've never meditated before and you sit down and you're like, okay, this is a little weird here, but um, <laughs> like it's, it feels very weird for sure. Like I know when, when I was first introduced to it, I was like, okay, this is like, are people watching me? Like, are they thinking I'm like, you know, but um Headspace is a really good app to have that helps you kind of ease into mm-hmm. it. And then another good one is Insight Timer. Those are some good apps to use um, through this mm-hmm. time if you really need to find something to ease that anxiety um, that you're feeling through this. Yeah. And I'm also, no. do you, do you know, are you familiar with mantras? Yeah, like affirmations and. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's also a big one. So you, you know, you wake up and you think of something that like, I am enough or um, today is going to be great. But like, just say something like, I, like, this is going to sound really weird, but every day when I wake up and poor Chris, cause I wake up at 2am for work, I say it out loud. I go, <laughs> I know it's, it's, I'm like, and this is exactly how I say it. I'm like, great day, great day. Today's going to be a great day. And like, I say it like that and jump out of bed at 2am. And like by saying it out loud and, you know, affirming it to the universe, it really sets the tone for the day. So whether you're still Mm. working through this time or you're just, or you're at home and you're self uh, uh, quarantining and social distancing, um, saying a mantra is key, I think, 
to and, and one of my favorite ones is you are worthy of the life you want well i am mm. worthy i am worthy of the life i want but um like uh i i say that over and over again on and off my mat uh, especially during yoga practice and mm. um that's a big one I've, I've found, but I, I don't know. I, I just think meditation and staying positive and um, just your breath control and mantras, it really helps in these times of uncertainty um, when we find mm-hmm. ourselves like what's next and not knowing it, it helps you to kind yeah. of get back into the present and not worry so much about what's going to happen or what isn't known that's going to happen. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think like, of what you're saying about you know meditation and um affirming yourself um it's like you know like if you what you think in in the as soon as you wake up like those thoughts you think yeah in your mind it's like if i mean if you're thinking a positive thought that will then have a positive effect on how you feel throughout the day Absolutely. Like if you, if you wake up and stub your toe and you're like, Oh man, I hit my toe and this is going to be an awful day. And you keep like, like you're going to pile on things. You're going to spill your coffee all over you. You're going to, you know, be late for work. You're like, they will all just the way you set those first, those first few steps Mm -hmm. on the ground out of the bed, that is going to determine your day. So, you know, when you wake up and make that choice in an instant and that'll, that'll set you up for how your day is going to be. Mm. it's definitely just flipping that switch and that perspective isn't it and that narrative in your head i think we're we're automatically you know kind of like wired as human beings to be negative i think it's a lot harder to be positive but you know like it's more beneficial if you are positive um and you you feel the difference in your day you feel it in yourself and um i i've worked in jobs that i you know didn't enjoy and i remember like if I like felt negative, I was thinking negative, it, it would just have a knock on effect. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you wouldn't want to socialize with people. You might, you know, you miss opportunities. Um, certain doors close if you're not in the right mindset or emotional state. Yeah. Um, and, and, and actually I, I read somewhere, I forgive me cause I don't remember where exactly it was that I read it, but it stuck with me. Um, negative thoughts are 10 times more powerful than positive thoughts. So if you automatically start thinking in a negative manner, um, you're already, you know, setting yourself up for 10 times worse than what it would be if you thought of just a positive thought. And then if you happen to say it out loud, that makes it seven times more powerful. So it, it's, you know, it's a ripple effect. So I think it's, you know, don't say, first of all, like when you say things out loud, it makes it even more powerful. So if you're going to think something negative, at least don't say it out loud because that'll save you some of those uh, notches there. But, um, but um, yeah, the key is just, you know, negative thoughts always outweigh what you think in the positive. So try to avoid that as much as you can, because it'll just sit in your head and just, you know make for an awful day as well like i heard a like a poem um and it's um your mind is a garden your thoughts are seeds you can grow flowers or you can grow weeds or something like that oh that's a good one that's a good one yeah um when you think of it it's right isn't it like and what you said you know um it's energy as well like your 
your thoughts, you know, we are energy, everything's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you know, you align yourself in a, in a positive vibration, you then, you know, you connect with positive people and you, you know, it's, yeah, it's more, more beneficial for you, you know, as a person. Yeah. And, and, um, that your thoughts become things. So if you're thinking, you know, I'm going to have a bad day, your day's going to be bad. If you're thinking, you know, Oh, I hate my job. You're going to go into work and you're going to be have a miserable day. But if you wake up and you're like, Oh, today's going to be a great day. That's how your day is going to be. And just, you know, it's even if you might be going into a situation that you not, you don't necessarily want to be doing, at least putting a little, shedding some light on it and thinking of the positive side of, you know, even if it's something you might not be doing, oh, maybe it's more experience or maybe I'll learn something or maybe I'll get a connection with someone at this experience that I wouldn't have been able to get if I didn't do it. Um, Just looking at the positives that come out of it, you know, it's really key. Hmm. What what would you say um, is a good way for people to kind of like, you know, uh, cope with their mental health for the minute and like physical health would you say like you know working out at home uh, oh yeah really... I uh, definitely so I man workouts at home I you know at first I was kind of iffy about them because uh, I I love to go to the gym I love to go to my hot yoga studio but um, I kind of looked at it as a way that I can kind of create my own workouts and do it on mm-hmm. my own time um, and do what I want to do, even though there's no equipment. I ordered some kettlebells on Amazon, yeah. but um, they still haven't come in yet because everything's back ordered. Oh, but um, but yeah, actually, you know, I've been creating my own workouts and um, mostly body resistant ones. I'm really big on building the booty at the moment. So um, a lot of squats, sumo squats, oh, yeah. Um you know, and for people who might be wanting to create their own, you know, home workouts, um, even though it might be different than what you're used to at the gym and you're thinking, oh, this is this will be a nice little break from being able to exercise. I can use this and just relax and, you know, give mm-hmm. my body a rest. I think now more than ever is the time that you should be working out because um, it releases those endorphins. It makes you feel mm-hmm. happy. And, and, you know, in this time when a lot of people are feeling lonely and down, especially with the social distancing and you can't be around too many people, um, I think it really helps to keep your, your body and mind in a line to be able to move and go mm-hmm. outside and get some fresh air. Yesterday, we, we rollerbladed and biked 10 miles and um, Jesus, it, I know it, it started to rain too, to so that was pretty funny. But oh um, yeah, um, so it would have actually been five, but there. This is a yeah. funny story. It would have been like five ish, but um, we went most of the way and then realized that there was this flooded area, and you couldn't yeah. get around it. So we had to go all the way back around, like the other way that we had already gone. So we got in the double workout. So look at us, fitness yeah. freaks. But um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and, and, you know, doing the meditation, body and mind alignment is so key. And I actually have a good book for that for anybody who might feel out of aligned. Um, The Four Agreements. Have you ever read that? I had that. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I, um, 
I, I I was about thirty or twenty pages into it, and then um, I, I ended up losing it. I, I took it to my mum's, and it just disappeared. It, it's so good. Uh, so the Four Agreements um, by Don Miguel yeah. Ruiz. I, Ru, it's either Ruiz or Ruiz. Um, he's, he's Mexican, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So my guess yeah. is Ruiz, but um. But yeah, it's um, an amazing book. And every time that I feel as if I'm getting a little out of aligned with myself, I will read it. It's such a quick read. You can read it in two hours. Um, yeah, it's a small book, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty short for sure. And, I, and like um, you can read it in an hour and a half, two hours. And um, it just talks about the four, like the four agreements that you need to make with yourself and with others. And, and that's all you really need um, in your life. It's mm. such a good book. It, it, like, I can't even stress how much like it just kind of puts you back into alignment. Like I think the four agreements, um, be impeccable with your word is one. Mm. Um, so mm. the, the word, your word is the power that you have to create. Um, don't take anything personally. That's another one. So basically yeah. like it, like which which is that is saying if someone were to say something rude to you um don't take it personally it's just a reflection of the person who's saying it it has nothing to do with who you are like you're not mm -hmm. responsible for the words and action of others just only yourself which kind of ties back into the first one um mm -hmm. don't make assumptions that's another one um mm -hmm. and then always do your best so if you do those four, yeah. make those four agreements with yourself and you're going to live a whole life. And um, yeah, I, I, every time I feel out of a line with my mind and body, I just give it a quick read and I feel back on track again because everybody goes mm -hmm. through little funks. So Yeah. No, it's a really, it's really nice book. And, um, you know, to, to, like, you to have those four pillars in place, you know, in yourself and to, you know, to realign yourself with yeah you know it's so so important and i think you know like with with how we are as people and how we think like um we're not always conscious i think of what we're doing or what we're saying or our actions and you know our thoughts and um you know by kind of like you said realigning yourself and being self-aware yeah you know i think that's where changes can be made and i think you know that's what people can can do now with this time um but i think like as a society and with social media and technology and distractions and things happening around us um people aren't used to to doing these things that we're talking about right and uh, and they aren't and you know i think that a lot of what we're seeing on the news and because um, we all have all this extra time to be watching the news and, and scouring through social media and seeing all these, you know, horror stories, gloom and doom. Um, and I think it, you know, med meditate right when you wake up, do it before you go to bed and, um, you know, do something every. So I think I think it's really key every day to meditate for your mind to mm -hmm move your body in some way, shape or form, whether it just be a nice little brisk walk outside or if it's a hardcore workout, it doesn't matter. Just get some sort of movement in. Um, and then I think, you know, reading at least 10 to 20 minutes should also be incorporated into your day. And 
you know, if, if you're someone who doesn't like to read, um, self-help books or those types of books like like ideally a self-help book but I mean if if you would rather read true I do like true crime too but if you would rather read just 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 give yourself your brain some knowledge to read but um yeah and then you know listen to some sort of like uplifting podcast or classical music or something just to kind of um just get yourself in a line and I think those are keys that everybody should do um, every mm. day and then maybe make do a gratitude journal um, like when you wake up yeah. the th- three things you're grateful for today um, mm. and and that's bit that's a big one for me the, the gratitude um, every day wake up and think what are three things that I'm grateful for today and mm. uh, you write them down and it'll kind of help you put into perspective you know to, to be in that gratefulness mindset instead of the uh, scarcity mindset. Mm. It's looking at what you have, isn't it? And looking, not looking at what you don't have. And I think yes. it can be yes. easy to do that, you know, exactly. and just to change that perspective. And, exactly. You know, cause I think, you know, people are always chasing something, you know, we're always chasing the next thing um, yeah. and not necessarily looking at what we exactly and it's kind of and it kind of ties into the whole you know enjoy the journey not just what your final destination will be Um, Mm -hmm. like enjoy the work that you put in in order to achieve you know that goal that you want to achieve because if you're if you're not enjoying the process to it if if you're just looking at that goal um, at that end game that's where you're going to end but if you're enjoying the journey once you reach that goal you can continue enjoying the journey and build forward with that. I think that's one of my, that's been one of my lessons. I think recently, um, you know, enjoying the process. Yeah. I kind of like to hit the ground running with things. Right. Like, um, I think I've noticed that in jobs sometimes. If I've started a new job or if I do something, I, it's like I hated learning to drive. I hate <laughs> to drive. Um, because I didn't like feeling not confident. Right. Uh, like to feel confident doing stuff. And, you know, you've got to go through those motions, haven't you? And you, at the end of it, you know, you gain confidence by going through those motions, by looking at how far you've come. So it's all connected. It's all part of it. Exactly. But, you know, like we get, you know, with society and the internet, um, I think and how some people have brought up, you know, this instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, people want things straight away. They want to, you can click a, a video on YouTube and it plays straight away. You can order something on the internet. It comes to your house the next day. Yeah. Maybe not now. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, Def- my kettlebells are for sure not here yet. That's that's for sure. They they could have been here a week and a half ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, but it is important, isn't it? To you know, like what we're talking about. Yeah, and you know, it it kind of goes back to that saying that nothing. Uh, good comes instantly like you got to put in the work to make it happen and and when you're loving what you're doing you never really work a day in your life so you're really not working you're just 
enjoying. Mm. You're just creating. You're helping to build something that you want to mm. share with others. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I was uh, I was watching one of uh, Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Yes, I, was, I love Grant. Yeah, I I uh, watch a lot of his stuff, and uh, he's he's pretty motivational. Like you know how far he's come and like, what he's doing. Like, yeah. I think I saw one of his videos, and he was like. He said he had he made his first million, and he was like, when he first made his first million, he was like, you know, if I want to make money, I want I need to be a billionaire. And he said, he said, you make your first million, you start hiring people to look after your money, and consultants and all the rest of it. And he said, before you know it, that million's gone. <laughs> and, right. Right. Well, I, you know, if I need to upgrade, I need to be doing X, Y, Z. But yeah, his he's done pretty well, and a lot of other people out there as well. He, he's one of my favorites, the, the 10X. Um, have you read the 10X rule? That's a, that's a really good book as well. I'm such, okay, I'm such a book nerd. I've realized I've said so many book names, but um, the 10X rule by Grant, that's really good. He's such an inspire, uh, inspiring person. Um, like, and his, um, that conference that he put on in February, like, I'm like, man, next year I need to go to this conference because that was amazing. Like by the looks mm. of what he posted about it on social media, mm. um, it it just looked incredible and so um, inspirational. And and ironically, right now um, we're supposed to be at Unify Las Vegas, <laughs> which was supposed to be uh, yesterday and today, um, and it's Gary V's um, conference, which was canceled oh, because yeah. of this uh, coronavirus stuff. So I guess not, I shouldn't say canceled because it's postponed, but, um, and I, and I think, you know, that's another thing people can do, um, go to these conferences to, you know, Mm -hmm. get some inspiration and, you know, hear from those people that inspire us and help us grow in life and, um, Mm -hmm. and in knowledge. And, you know, you can even go meet some like-minded individuals at these events as well Mm -hmm. and make friends and you can, I, I think that's very important to do those types of things. Mm. And to be with like your like-minded tribe and people, isn't it? Yeah. And, and wavelength. And um, you meet some of these people sometimes and it's like, you've kind of, you feel like you've known them for the, like, you know, your whole life. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy you know? to think that, you know, there's only a small subset of humanity that are interested in this type of stuff. Uh, and like some people, when you're talking about like when we were, telling people about the conference uh unify vegas they're like what why would you want to go to that and we're like really why wouldn't you want to go to that and help improve and and learn and network with others who try to think positively and motivate you you know it's it's kind of interesting to think like even though it seems like a lot of people are so interested in this self-improvement and self-development um Mm -hmm. really it's just not many people are at all actually yeah no i completely agree and i think a lot of people kind of they like their own routine and they just kind of get into that kind of like i mean if, if someone's happy that you know what they're doing them then fair enough but sure. um i think some people just they kind of don't think outside their box if that makes sense yeah and just, I, I think for me things. it's just kind of like 
if I want to do something, I'm going to, you know, I, I kind of get, I get bored easily. So I'm like, Oh, I think I'll do this. So I'll go do that. You know, um, like mm-hmm. just do something else, like learn something new, learn a new hobby. Um, like with the yoga teacher training, I loved yoga so much. Like I, it, it was my saving grace. And then I was like, you know what, why don't I just become a yoga teacher? So I just went and did yoga teacher training. <laughs> I need to do, I've never tried yoga. I need to try. I've done oh, Pilates. You should definitely do the yoga thing. It's amazing. It changes yeah, not it. only the body, but also the mind. Helps it. it mm. Yeah. I definitely have to check it out. But, yeah. like, I have to go on YouTube or something like that and start um, doing yoga in the living room or something. Yes. Yoga with Adrian. Do that. That's a good way to <laughs> good, good, uh Good starting point. <laughs> yeah. But, like, um, I saw that you, you work for, for, with... Um, make a wish oh yes yes so amazing that's really nice yeah i um so with my whole medical ordeal i got to make a wish and and you know it's kind of a people don't recognize this like people automatically think that if you're a wish kid you're you're it's a death sentence but it's really um critically ill children so people who are you know, they could die from their disease, but not necessarily like you are going to die. So um, just critically ill kids um, up to 18 can can make a wish. And um, so I, I was granted a wish during my medical ordeal. And it was to shadow Matt Lauer at the Today Show. But given headline news and everything that Matt Lauer has gone through, um, we'll just say it was to shadow the Today Show. And, um, so yeah, and, and it was an incredible experience, like a limo picked me up. Yeah. A limo picked me and my mom up from our house and drove us to the airport, took us to New York, uh, flew to New York. And then everywhere we went in New York that day or that weekend, actually, and not just a day, um, a limo took us, but I got to go shadow the today show and they brought me on air and introduced me and it was, it was an incredible experience. Um, and so wow. ever since then I've, you know, wanted to give back. And, um, so now I'm on the board of directors for make a wish of Ohio, Kentucky and Indiana. And nice. yeah, so it's kind of come full circle because, you know, you're going through the darkest period of your life when you're when you're sick, when you're in the hospital. Like all you know is the loneliness of a hospital room, and um, mm. you know you can't really see an end in sight. And Make a Wish truly helped me to see that there is a future beyond my illness, and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and that I can continue on and continue to grow and achieve my dreams and. Um, and I really think Make-A-Wish helped to keep that spark alive in me during my illness. And I've been a huge proponent since then. And um, so, yeah, now I sit on the board of directors here for it. And I hope to help other children to to see yeah. that light at the end of the tunnel that I was gifted when I was in my dark time. Mm. Oh, so such a nice really really nice touching thing to do and to be a part of that mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and you know a lot of like recently the our uh, gala for it um which i also was the host the mc of since um because i also do public speaking so they asked me to be um mm. the mc well, of the yes. event so 
I um, was the MC of it and we raised over, I think it was like $350,000 in just a couple of hours for mm-hmm. Make-A-Wish um, the evening of the gala, which was incredible. So nice. Yeah. I think it was actually more than that. Cause I think we granted enough to make, to grant 38 wishes. So that's 380,000. And then I think like some trickled mm-hmm. on. So I think we like, you know, near $400,000 um, to make a wish. So that was really cool to see all these people coming together to support such an incredible cause. And um Mm. Yeah, I I love 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 the work that that Make a Wish does. No, that's great. It's not. It's, you know, it must be an amazing thing to be part of and to, you know create a positive impact and mm-hmm. help people. Who, you know, you've been in similar situations. Oh yes, for sure. Um, and getting to meet what? some of those kids, you know, that are going through it, I think, mm. like you know, I can kind of provide them you know there is a future beyond this like look look what I used to be in your shoes and now look how far I've come you can do it too um that, yeah. that aspect no that's lovely yeah really nice to hear and like what what um what advice would you give to people who might you know being you know might be in the same situation that you is in like body dysmorphia and uh things like that like what advice you'd give or um I mean the the greatest advice I can give is just to learn to love yourself and and I know it's hard to do when you're stuck in that web of darkness when you're you see yourself in that light um because I didn't know how to escape from it but and and it took my illness for me to recognize um what I was doing to myself because sometimes it takes um, stepping outside of ourselves to see the real picture and looking back now as someone who dealt with that and sure there are still some days that I will revert back and think oh should I be should I have this and then I'm like no you know what get that out of your head we're not we're not doing this no um, mm. but but um, you know the, the key is just as someone who's gone through it before Um, looking back at my old self, I would give myself a big hug and say, you know, you have a bright future ahead and you don't need to be worrying about this. Just learn to enjoy and live life because it it can be gone in an instant. And, Hmm. um, you know, my experience showed me that I was worried about the most minute things that didn't even matter. And, um, like you, you learn to recognize what truly matters when you go through some sort of ordeal and, and, and it's not, and it's not your body trauma. Like you're beautiful how you are. You don't need to kill yourself over, you know, every calorie lead or every mile that you run. Um, like your relationships with others, that's key. That that's what will really show you true joy, not, not counting calories and not, not running, running that extra distance. So I think learning to love yourself and and cherishing those relationships you have with others and recognizing that life is so fleeting and mm. to experience every moment um, and truly, truly engulf every moment. That's that's what I would the advice I would tell them. And I, I would I would say, you know, picture yourself in 10 years from now. Can you continue doing this for 10 more years And I would say most of the time people would say, no, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And so you just Mm kind of have that mindset 
yes, changes need to be made. Yes, I can do it. And, you know, seek help if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, so. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's really, you know, it's really great, um, talking to you and, uh, and talking about, you know, the things we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, really, you know, f- um, really means a lot. And I'm, you know, very, very, very grateful. I'm so grateful uh-huh. that you, that you wanted to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome. I just think like, you know, it's so, it's so important, you know, to, to connect with people, isn't it? And to, find people you're on the same wavelength with and you know if you can connect with people and provide value to others and create something positive and have a positive impact on others then that's what it's all about isn't it if people can take something from this absolutely yeah and and hopefully people people did if not they just uh listen to a nice midwesterner chat about (laughs) meditation (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, you know, it's something that, you know, we that kind of needs to be out there a lot more, isn't it? Yeah. And it needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be implemented in education um, and in the media a lot more. I think it's kind of getting, you know, it's getting out there more so now um, with, you know, health and what's going on. Yeah, for sure it's definitely a wild time to be alive and i think i think meditation and movement and positivity mm. is needed more than ever right now yeah we're all in it together aren't we and i think we uh, are yeah and you know it's kind of interesting because it's kind of this is an experience that nobody like it, it's affecting the world like you're you're in a different country and i'm over here and it's affecting both of us and it's something that i think will bring mm-hmm. bring the world together um mm. ultimately yeah i think thing, things will definitely change and i think uh we'll go about our lives differently and i think people will be more aware um i think businesses will run differently um just how the world, how the whole kind of world operates. And I saw that the the world itself, like the ozone layer, has been repairing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because obviously a lot of people aren't in cars anymore. Right. Um, you know, not as many planes flying around. Right. So all these carbon emissions aren't affecting, you know, the ozone layer in the universe as much and all the, all the factories. And so I think, you know, it's, something that's going you know it's highlighting a lot of different things and mm-hmm. so in some aspects you know there are positive there is some positives that can be taken from it yeah and i think and 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 as as we spoke about before you know even in dark times try to find that little bit of light in every situation and i think that's mm. key and to stay sane <laughs> yeah 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 Nice, yeah. Are you um? Are you okay for time? I mean, yeah. are you okay for time? Yeah, I'm good. When I, uh, I'm good for time. Whenever um, whenever I'm not really on any schedule. Oh, oh that's okay. I didn't want to like 
overlay if you you knew you had to do anything or no we're gonna we're just gonna go head to the grocery store after this oh nice yeah i, I miss i miss uh, I, I went to new york with my friend um last january that was that was an experience um we booked like an airbnb on um the internet an Airbnb. I and you know, I lived in the Hell's Kitchen area, but where I lived was nice in Hell's Kitchen. So I don't know. Um because I know you were where... saying where you stayed in Hell's Kitchen was kind of shady. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we the apartment it was like a bit wrecked when we got there and um oh, wow. it was like something like a film. So we stayed there for a couple of nights and then we had random guys knocking on door because they said they were like the plumbers to fix a gas leak. And we yeah. knew nothing about it. And it was like, we need to get out of this place. But um, there's bad parts and good parts wherever you go. But um, it's an amazing place though, America. Like I definitely, you know, would love to live there one day. Yeah, it's a great country. But, um, but no, I've just, I've probably got to, Got to shoot now, but um, is that okay? And then, but I, I really, really appreciate your time. I really appreciate coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And if you ever want to reunite yeah. and do another chat, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, we'll definitely sort something out. Yeah, perfect. But um. Great, great to connect with you and a lovely talking to you. And um, I saw your, oh yeah, sorry, I saw your your um your partner. He he he's got a podcast as well, hasn't he? He, I'm sorry, what what was that? Oh yes, your, he, your a, pod- he does. Yes, so he has a uh, YouTube channel and also a podcast, and um, it's basically it's based off of pro wrestling. So he interviews pro oh, wow. wrestlers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so he did entertain, entertainment news for 15 years and um, would interview celebrities and whatnot. And then, but he's always loved wrestling. And uh, yeah. so he so he made his YouTube channel about uh, interviewing pro wrestlers. So it's a pretty cool gig he's got going. And all, yeah. all week he's been doing Q&As, like live Q&As, since he, he typically travels to his interviews. But um, yeah. But with this, all of this that's going on, he's not able to. And uh, tomorrow is Barbie Blank, which is also Kelly Kelly, as people would know her. And I'm pretty yeah. pumped for it because she is amazing. So um, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which by the time this is um, this is released, obviously, it will have gone yeah. on already. But I'm pretty pumped for tomorrow's interview. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Wrestling is quite a big thing in America, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty big. So there's WWE, AEW, NWA. TNA. There's, yeah. TNA. yeah. So many different ones. It's, it's, uh, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, that's for sure. I still love The Rock. Yeah. Johnson and... Um, oh, what's the other guy? The Rock, the Rock is probably the most famous of them all. John, yeah. C- John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. That's the one. John I, Cena. You know, I'm a big John fan because he's granted so helps like 
uh, a lot of people have wished um, to, to meet John Cena and John is a big make a wish uh, donate donator. Mm. So I'm a big fan of John for that too. Yeah. No, that's nice. Yeah. But they're like huge guys, aren't they? They're like six foot oh, eight or something. They're <laughs> huge, yeah. And like 300 pounds. <laughs> they just pick you up and just throw you like a twig or something like that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But um, but no, we definitely um have to connect again and um, um, or even if like you know your your partner wants to be on the podcast or um, oh sure yeah I'll I'll bring it up. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for for doing this. No, no, no. Thank you for coming on and I really really appreciate it and um, stay in touch for sure and and you stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you too. You too. Yeah, have a good evening. You too. Take care. Thank you. you. All right, bye. Hi, I would just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or you can send me an email at the positivitypodcast.gmail.com. All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.